0: You are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with Anna Charles, episode 63. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast where I show you how to stop over-drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast. Today I want to talk about motivation. In fact, staying motivated and how you can create this for yourself at any time. Now, motivation is a wonderful thing. It's motivation that got me to finish and publish my novel a couple of years ago. It's motivation that got me to taking action about my drinking to the point where today I no longer desire it at all. It's motivation that got me to start this business so that I can spread this miracle with all of you. It's motivation that got me to find somewhere warm to go and spend the winter. So I'm working from a sunny place today rather than in the wind and rain of Northern Europe. Right. So the skill of motivation is super important and it is a life skill. I want to add as well that I'm not just talking here about motivation or staying motivated to get something started, right? That to me feels comparatively easy, but it's the motivation to keep going, to stay motivated is where the power comes. It's hugely, hugely powerful and a skill that we can call on at will. That's a beautiful thing. Yep, at will how can that be, you might be asking, when you so often feel completely lacking in motivation? Well, today I'm going to explain what to do about that so that you too can stay motivated. First, let's look at what motivation is. It's a reason to act. It's an influence that causes you to take action, a willingness, if you like, to do something. But, What is the force that causes us to take action and causes us to follow through? And where does it come from? In answering this question, so often we look externally, right? We say things like, well, maybe if I just listen to this video and learn about this person's experience, I'll find the motivation that I need to take action myself. I'll see it's possible and that will spur me on, right? It'll motivate me just to get on with it and change my life. Right, so look at how we're talking about it. That's always such a great clue. We're talking about some external thing in this case, like the example I've just given, a video, that's gonna motivate me to take action. Now that is a passive sentence. I'm quite a grammar nut, I will admit to that, but just look at the sentence, right? This thing is gonna be there and that will cause me to do something. It's like we're having this thing done to us, right? The video is going to create the motivation for me. And when we think about it in this way, this has us going out into the world and looking for motivation, maybe even enough motivation for us to finally start taking action. It's almost as though there's a pot of motivation buried somewhere and we just have to find it and then we'll be all set. But this, my friends, is where we have motivation all wrong. It's not given to us by something external. Motivation is 100% an inside job. It's something we create ourselves. And this, by the way, happens in all areas of your life. I'm talking today, of course, about changing your drinking, but this does apply. It's one of those life skills that applies across the board. So, for instance, I have had an action on my to-do list for a while to pull together some dates and agree a get together for my family. Now, I will, as I said, I will admit this has been on my, my to do list for a while. And think about it, it's actually a fun task. It really is. I mean, this is about getting together with my family. So, and I, I'm using this example because I want to offer that feeling a lack of motivation isn't only just for things you have to do, like writing reports or might feel that you have to change your drinking, right? So we can feel this lack of motivation for fun stuff too. And for this particular task at hand, I had all these demotivating thoughts and actually they were growing. They were becoming more numerous. There's things like, well, I'm tired. Doing this, finding out these dates, suggesting these dates to the family is not as important as this other thing. I just don't feel like doing it now. And then on top of all those thoughts, I was also thinking things like, well, it's going to be embarrassing now when I actually do send the email as I know I'm late with the information. And that thought also then just kept feeding me to push it off. And it was as though I was kind of expecting I'd suddenly somehow get a burst of motivation and time would free up in my calendar. And so I get it done. But I know that's not how it works. I know that doesn't happen. And then, so yesterday, I just got down to the task. Side note, it wasn't as bad as I'd imagined it to be. So that action is now completed. But here today, we're talking about how it got completed. And it actually didn't just happen. I didn't just spontaneously in the middle of the day find myself working on it. No, it came from a thought. And that thought was, see how relieved you're going to feel when you've got this done. Because I knew I'd been holding up the rest of my family and that all wasn't feeling good. And I knew I'd feel just utter relief when I just got this thing off my list. And the other piece to this was I knew, because it had happened to me so many times in my life, even when I got down to the work, got down to the job I was, was, had been putting off, that my brain was going to protest, it didn't want to do it and and all the rest of it, right? But I knew that I always feel so much better and I knew I'd feel relieved when it was done. And so it's proven I feel much more upbeat today, not having to think about that thing. It's the exact same thing with your drinking. It was the same thing when I decided to take action on my drinking too. Now I talk a lot about the fact that actions don't just spontaneously happen whatever you do or don't do in life, there is a reason behind it. And it's always driven by how you feel and how you feel is created by what you're thinking. And that is where motivation comes from. Because motivation is simply a thought. And for me yesterday, my thought, as I said just now was, I know you don't want to do this right now, but you're going to feel so relieved when it's done. Right? And that's what's happened knowing how relieved I would feel at finally having this thing done. And I really went there right ahead of time. I really went to feeling the relief in my body, the kind of calm smugness. That feeling fueled me to take action. So it's great that I motivated myself to get the thing done. But the even better news was that the way I did that is available to me always because it was generated in my mind. And that's available to you also. You can find the motivation or not to follow through on your drinking goals based on the thoughts in your mind. Now, you may well be thinking, well, that sounds good, Anna, but I can't do that. Right? It's just not working for me. I'm going to say it's likely that you just haven't been in the practice of doing this on purpose. Maybe you've been looking for motivation externally. Maybe you've been waiting for enough motivation to land in your lap to finally, finally take action. So why don't you? What's been getting in the way? Well, it's going to come down to your thoughts. Because if thoughts generate an emotion that drives the action, then guess what? Thoughts are also preventing you from taking action. What gets in the way of motivation is simply your thinking. And when we look at this, it can sound really innocent. That's the sneaky thing here, right? We can be saying really innocent sounding things to ourselves. It can even sound like self-care thoughts. I'm tired. It's one of my favorite go-tos. I still have it. I have to work on that thought. But again, you know, outwardly, you could think, yeah, well, you have been working hard. So you, know, you don't want to burn out. So you don't have to do it right now. Another one I have a lot is I don't want to. It's a bit more stroppy, that one. Another familiar favorite is I'll do it tomorrow. And I know when talking with people about drinking, that can also show up as what difference will one drink now make. Right? I can just work on being better tomorrow. These are the little thoughts that are keeping us stuck. These are the little steps that are preventing us from creating change. And as I said, at the time, they seem so harmless. I remember this very clearly when I wrote my novel. It's a great example because when you're writing, you can see progress very clearly with the number of words you write. It's literally a black and white thing. And often it doesn't have to be perfect words that you write, but just some. Any, anything is better than nothing just to get started. But I can remember many times I would sit for hours, or well maybe not hours, but what seemed like hours, but certainly for a long time with a blank sheet session after session, or maybe I'd write half a page and I'd cross it all out. And every time that was happening, I'd have this this battle in my head where I'd be telling myself, I don't feel like this today. I would be thinking, I know I set aside this time right now, but I really don't want to do this. This is not a good time. This is not going to be the time when I produce my best work. I'm not feeling motivated enough. I'm going to pick a better time to do this tomorrow. And every time I listened to that thinking, every time I sort of used that and thought, yep, that's what's happening. Just wait till tomorrow, Anna, I was actually working against myself. And the same thing was true with drinking. I'd say, okay, I'll just have this one, right? Because there's wine left in the bottle in the fridge and it's going to go off and that would be a waste. And then actually, if I finish the bottle, there'd be more room for some milk or something else in the fridge. Yep, Uh, that, that all makes sense. So instead, I'll do that and I'll work on the cravings tomorrow. And then what would happen tomorrow? Did I feel any more motivated then? Nope. And so the same cycle repeated. And here's the thing with these cycles where you're having all these thoughts that demotivate you. It all sounds quite sensible. Yes, of course, taking action today is important for change tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I mean, who, who wouldn't agree with that? I get that. But in that moment, I legitimately didn't feel like taking action or I legitimately felt I wouldn't be taking the best action or you know, whatever the story was, or I was tired. I mean, I really felt tired or fed up or whatever. I really was tired, absolutely. So the reason I was telling myself felt very, very real. And also none of these reasons felt really bad. You know, it wasn't like I was going to go out and just drink until I passed out or anything. Right. I mean, it wasn't like I was saying, I'm giving up on, like with my novel. It wasn't like I was giving up on my novel or I'm never going to change my drinking. I wasn't saying that to myself. Absolutely not. It was a little bit more insidious, actually, even. It was just, just not today. You can do this tomorrow. You'll feel more motivated tomorrow. But this became, of course, a self fulfilling prophecy because the more I agreed with myself, the more I let the door open for negotiation and i agreed that i didn't have the motivation right now and that i would i would have find the motivation from somewhere you know the next day i would change my plan i would delegate until tomorrow and the more i did this the more i did this so the more the, the less i kind of challenged myself on on holding firm to what i had decided And that carried on for a bit until I did just decide. All right, so when it came to my book, until I chose to decide that this is what I was doing, no alternative, I was going to write a page today. Going to write a page, even if it took me 10 minutes or six hours. So if I wanted to get on with my day and get all this other stuff done, I needed just to stop moaning about being tired, not let it take six hours. Same thing with the drinking. We decide you're going to feel the discomfort of not drinking three glasses of white tonight, and that's that. Think how proud you'll feel at being able to do this, right? And that thought and that feeling of pride would motivate me to take action in the moment. And cumulatively, all of those things add up to change, mind-blowing change. But I'm sitting here today recording this podcast, and I know all this. I know all this. I've lived it. I've I've seen what's possible for me if I can muster my motivation. But you know what? I still have these demotivating thoughts. I'm a human. I spoke about it at the top of the podcast, right? That, that project with the dates I had to work on for a family gathering. So I know it's going to still happen. But these days, the difference is I'm on to myself. I'm onto myself a lot quicker, right? It can go on for a little bit, but then I see what's happening. I'll see I'm just buying into the snooze fest thoughts that my brain is offering up. And I decide to change it. And although you might be thinking, well, that sounds, that's easier for you, right? You've had more practice at it. It's too difficult for you. It it really isn't. You just need to practice this. And this is really important. And this is at the root of an explaining why perhaps you can do so well for a week or two. I hear this a lot. I've done really well for the last couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden it seems that you feel tired and demotivated and you're confused and you know, things start to fall apart and you're confused because you were feeling so good. Well, it's simply, my friend, that you're human. So what I say is to expect that these other thoughts, right, these little demotivating thoughts, these, you know, you can leave it off till tomorrow and you're tired, expect them to come. Expect to feel demotivated even in the face of something that you actually really want. But just because you have these thoughts, like I'm tired, doesn't mean you're beholden to them. It doesn't mean you have to listen to them or agree with them. They're not an order that you cannot ignore. Right? And the beauty of this is that the more you get control over your mind, the more you spot these thoughts coming and recognize them for what they are, thoughts, sentences in your brain that you can choose to go along with or ignore, the more you see it doesn't matter and that you can actually still take action anyway. I also want to offer Another reason why you may not be taking action because of motivation. It might mean that taking action now requires discomfort, right? But here's another way to think about it. When I listen to these thoughts, things like I'm tired, right? I'm tired. It's, it's just I'm tired to do anything right now. It's just me looking at feeling uncomfortable right now. But I consider that I'm swapping instead discomfort now for discomfort later in fact, for more discomfort. So when it came to my drinking, I was definitely swapping the discomfort of having an urge to drink but not following through. I mean, that was discomfort right then in the moment versus the much bigger discomfort of having a life where I felt I had no control around white wine and where drinking was going to be inevitable. In fact, it was going to be inevitable I would overdrink at some point. And the even bigger discomfort that nothing was going to change because all I was doing again and again and again and again was repeating the pattern that I didn't want. That that was just a huge, massive pie of discomfort that was going to be taking over my life. And when I started to look at it in this way, when I started to look at it as a trade between discomfort now and more discomfort later, I started to breathe into what I wanted to feel. And that for me often was the utter relief at having this drinking thing done for once and for all. Relief actually is, is, a, is a big, is a big uh, driving, motivating thought for me. And then I realized that I would probably never feel like taking action today or tomorrow or the next day or the next day, right? So I may as well take action now today. Because I saw crystal clear that this, this change that I wanted to affect in my life, it just wasn't going to happen on its own. Because I had proof of that, countless years, in fact, of proof of that. It hadn't happened so far. Because tomorrow becomes today. And so when I say I'll do it tomorrow, that means it never gets done, right? Because again, the drinking isn't going to magically resolve itself. The habit isn't going to just sort of all of a sudden disappear. The only way to change is to take action and to take action in the face of discomfort. You have to solve what isn't working for you. Every time you listen to yourself say, I'll do it tomorrow, or I'm too tired, or I don't feel like it, you're just creating more suffering. So the moment I realized I didn't have to pay attention to these thoughts that weren't serving me, the moment I stopped expecting motivation to just flow over me from some External source, the moment I realized I could motivate myself from my own thinking with me actively changing my thinking, well, then guess what? Things changed. And not just changed in terms of taking action, although that of course did happen. It was more than that. Because what I found is that every time you do this, every time you actually take action anyway, you diminish the power of those little thoughts. So it's gone, you can do it later right, they became less significant. You listen to them less because you have more experience in just taking action anyway. Oh, and here's something else I did, little tactic for you. If I ever did have those thoughts, and when I do actually have those thoughts still today, things out like you're too tired, do it tomorrow, I answer them back. Okay, yes. All right, here you are, thought, you're tired. Here's the thought, you're going to do it tomorrow when you feel more like it. But I know I'm going to feel the exact same way later. So I can create more suffering by just putting up with this, or I can just take action now and be done with it and feel the relief. And that's the choice I take, or at least most of the time. Remember, I am human. There's another really important point I want to make here about motivation. It's something I hear a lot, and I'd like to correct it. I have people who tell me that those who succeed are super tough and driven. I have people who think they need to talk no nonsense to themselves, right? We say things like, come on, pull your socks up. Stop being such a slacker. Just do it. Stop complaining. Just get on with it. Just get on with it was was something I said for years. Now, I, of course, think there is a place for discipline. I don't think you actually do get what you want without having some element of discipline. But I often find that these hard and tough responses to try and motivate ourselves, especially when it comes to something like drinking, which is a real conditioned response to and in the face of discomfort, I actually find they can have the opposite effect. If you start to talk really tough to yourself, then you can start to rely on willpower and you're going to be white knuckling your way through the discomfort. Check out a podcast, my episode, I think it's episode two, why willpower isn't the answer. So like I said, we then start to say things like, well, I don't feel like it. I don't want to. It can wait till tomorrow. And we resort to talking like this because we feel we've lost all motivation. Like, well, I'm not motivated today, you know, as if it's a fact. But your motivation hasn't gone anywhere. Nope. It's just a case of responding, of how you respond to those insidious little thoughts, right? Those little excuses that are running around your head. As I said just now, one way that can work here is to acknowledge it. Here we go again. I think I'm feeling tired. I've had that thought before and I've been able to take action anyway. But the other way to look at this is to look at those thoughts in a way that's believable and encourages you to take action. So you acknowledge them and direct your brain into talking and thinking about what you want. I find that being playful and looking at what's possible helps here. These are the new ways to respond to yourself. For instance, if you're thinking, I just don't want to say no right now. I don't want to, you know, I'll do it tomorrow instead. You could say to yourself instead, of course you don't want to say no. But having this struggle, this negotiation, every time you're offered a drink for the rest of your life isn't going to feel good either. But by taking this action now, even when you don't feel like it, that's how you rewire your habit. So you won't be having to deal with this negotiation and this struggle as to whether to drink or not for the rest of your life. Or you might say, of course you want to push this off till later. But worrying about whether you'll be able to make the change tomorrow with your drinking, that doesn't feel great either. When you start to notice that you're having these thoughts that are demotivating you, and when you notice they just show up, but you don't have to follow them like an order when you can actually use your thinking to create your own motivation. Well, that will change not just your drinking, but everything in your life, I promise. It's really, really wonderful. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And if you find yourself struggling to stay motivated, if what I've been talking about resonates, let's talk, apply to Coach With Me. I'll show you firsthand how your motivation is showing up and how you can harness it to achieve everything you want in your life right now. What do you gain by delaying? Go to 90dayslater.co and click on the big blue button to book a call. That call is free, and that's the first step to getting your new life free from the struggle with alcohol. If you have questions, you can also reach me at anna at 90dayslater.co I'll see you next week if you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol let's talk I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6 p.m rolls around and they don't miss out on life and we do it in 90 days the effect is permanent Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.